The first orange-tipped butterfly to appear in Everdeen that year was spotted by Robin Moss. She had no idea it was the first, but was delighted by the sight of it dancing across the dunes, skittering above the marum grass, as if leading the way for her through the spikes, for it meant winter was firmly behind them and bright days were ahead. She tried to keep up with it as she ran from the track at the top of the dunes, where her truck was parked, down towards the beach. But eventually she had to accept that she couldn't. She paused to kick off her flip-flops, which were always a hindrance as the sand got deeper. It was cold, icy cold on the soles of her feet, as the early morning April sun was not yet strong enough to heat the ground. She stuffed the shoes into her straw hold all on top of her towel and two warm pan au chocolat in a paper bag that she'd picked up on her way through. The shop in Everdeen sold everything you might need for a trip to the beach, from bodyboards to sunscreen to sticks of rock, and it had a hot oven that served up temptation throughout the day. French sticks, fat pasties, roast chickens. Her mouth watered at the thought of the sweet, melting pastries, the perfect reward for the ordeal she was about to face. Though on days like this, she didn't mind that their resolution this year had been to start each day with a swim in the sea, unless the waves were really treacherous. She wasn't so keen when it was dreary and wet, and the whole world seemed grey. The dunes, the sand, the sea, the sky all blurring into one. Today, though, the colours were clearly demarcated. The grassy dunes were sage, the sand pale gold, the sea turquoise, and the sky powdery blue studded with white clouds. And in between the dunes and the sea ran a meandering row of beach huts, set out like a watercolour palette, blue, red, yellow, pink, green. They were all slightly faded after a long winter of assault from the sea spray, and they were all different sizes and shapes and ages. Some were immaculate, some battered and well-worn, and it was inevitably the latter, the huts that had been in the same family for years, that held the most interesting people. It was one of these huts that Robin was heading to as she ran down the steep slope, one of the very first to have been put up on this stretch of beach in the sixties, when summers seemed longer and sunnier and more innocent, and ice cream didn't melt so quickly. When people knew how to change a bicycle tyre and recognised the chirrup of a stone chat and were happy to eat potatoes from a tin. When there were three television channels and the Radio Times only told you what was on the BBC. Being only just thirty, Robin had no memory of this decade, but she loved the fact that her boyfriend's family had kept their hut almost frozen in time. Fondly known as the Shed Quarters, it had bright floral curtains and formica kitchen units and cracked old leather chairs and a record player, together with a stack of retro LPs, the Beach Boys, Joni Mitchell, Neil Young. She and Jake often picked things up in charity shops to bring back there. It was a nostalgic hug of a place, somewhere to leave your troubles behind, pour a beer or a coffee and switch off. Jake... His dad and brother Ethan were all crazy surfers, and one wall was stacked with surfboards and wetsuits, 
the air heavy with the coconutty scent of board wax. Robin served too, but it was out of the question at the moment. She wasn't taking any risks. She arrived at the front of the shed quarters to find Jake still asleep in the single bunk at the back, in a tangle of blankets and pillows. She knew how warm and cosy it must be in there, and was tempted to clamber in and fall back to sleep in his arms. She'd made a decision not to shack up in the shed quarters with him when he moved out of his rented flat to save money, preferring to stay in the relative comfort of her parents' farm. But she still felt a pang at the sight of his little nest, and her heart melted at how cute he looked first thing in the morning, all stubble and sleepiness and messed up hair. Hey! Jake reached a burly arm around her and pulled her in towards him. How easy it would be, she thought, as they kissed.